it was a grandmother, and she was at Ikea, and there was a cute little girl with her dad, and she smiled at the little girl, and the girl screamed, Daddy, that lady smiled at me. Is she going to kidnap me? Once again, I agree, it's hard to tell good stranger, bad stranger, but if everybody is in bad stranger mode, I don't think that's helping kids at all. Someone comes up to them and starts talking to them about anything. That's how most people who are going to harm a child get that child's trust. I do believe that we have to make children aware that there are people out there who can hurt them. Hi, welcome to Body, Mind, and Child with Ray Pika. Welcome, Lenore and Debbie. Lenore, in your book, Free Range Kids, you write... Don't talk to strangers is one of the most useless pieces of advice ever foisted on us to foist on our children. That's a pretty strong statement. Why would you make it? Well, I made it because I believe in it, obviously, but it it happens to be not just me who believes it, interestingly enough. In my book, I go on to quote the head of the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, and that's the organization that puts the pictures in the mailers that you get. They were the people who put the pictures of missing children on the milk cartons and said, have you seen me? And when I reached the head of that organization, whose sole concern is keeping children safe from predators, he said, your message is exactly the message we are trying to get out. Don't talk to strangers is not good information to give our children. And why would that be? Well, because mostly strangers are good. And if a child ever is in danger and feels like they're being followed by a creep in a van or some guy on the street, you want that child to feel completely safe about going to somebody who hasn't been following him, who's just been raking the leaves across the street or minding their own business, running a store, and go in and and grab that person and say, help, this guy is following me, or no, no, call 911, there's somebody awful outside. And if they don't feel that they can talk to strangers and ask strangers for help, you've taken away a vital source of safety for your children. Moreover, on a day-to-day basis, they should feel very comfortable talking to strangers because if you, the child, are approaching the stranger, the chances that that stranger is going to do something bad to you are minute. What you want to teach children that really keeps them safe is a much more clear and helpful message, and that's don't go off with strangers. But if somebody is talking to you, you you want your children to engage with the world. You want them to talk to people and find out things and be open to the world and to, to shut them off by assuming that every single human being on the planet is bad and therefore you can't talk to them teaches them that the world is a crazy place, that all people are evil, that they can't trust their instincts, that they can't develop any street smarts, and that there's no reason for them to be outside in, in the world at all. Debbie, you told me that you believe it's the responsibility of parents and educators to tell children not to talk to strangers. Why do you feel so strongly about it? I do feel very strongly about that, depending on their age, and especially the early childhood age that most of us work with, that we have to be very careful because all children can't discern when someone's a good stranger to talk to or a bad stranger to talk to, or if it's someone who could lead them astray. So I think that that's what we need to make sure that the children understand. Many strangers who come up to them or someone who is intending to do harm come up as very loving people who maybe just want to give them a lollipop or, you know, say, hey, look, isn't this nice? Let's talk about this. Then they create that 
security with that child and then are able to lure them off. Well, how, how do we help children discern which is a good stranger and which is a bad stranger? When we teach this in preschool, we talk to children about if someone comes up to you that you're unfamiliar with or you don't know and they want to talk to you that you go to someone. If you're in a store, you go to someone that works in the store and you tell them, or you Mm -hmm. tell your mommy, or you tell your daddy. This is exactly what I'm saying. Somebody wants you to do something, comes up to you out of the blue and starts asking you to go with them. You ask for help from somebody else who happens to be a stranger. But if you're calling everyone a stranger, then it's confusing. What you're saying is that if somebody comes up to you, they're a bad stranger. But if you go talk to somebody, they're a good stranger. I think we're advising the same thing. We're just using different terms. I'm not sure that I totally agree with you on that. I think what we should not teach children is it's okay to just go up to anybody and start conversations with them. I don't think at any time in preschool we've ever told children you can never speak to anyone and everybody in the world is a bad person. Well, the, the policy of telling children not to talk to strangers goes back a really long way. I mean, even Christopher Robin tells Winnie the Pooh not to talk to strangers. Where did the general idea come from? Does anyone have an idea why that began, that policy? My guess is that there's always been a fear of anybody who's new in town, anybody who's different from you from the days of tribal warfare on up. You know, you're living in a tribe, somebody else comes into town, you think, oh my God, who's that? You know, don't go out of the teepee, hun, there's somebody new in town. It's not a surprise that we've always been trained to distrust somebody who's different from ourselves. But all I'm saying is, uh, if you're going up to somebody, if you're a kid and you want to know, how did you grow that plant, sir? Or where did you get that beautiful purse? Or if you're engaged in the world the chances of you happening to engage with a hideous pedophile who's going to say, oh, I'm so glad you're talking to me. Now I'm going to steal you and rape you and kill you are very slim. Whereas if somebody comes up to you and wants you to go off with them, that's the warning signal. And that's a simple signal to give children as opposed to saying, well, you can trust somebody if they're in the store and you can sort of trust them if they talk to you. But if they're too nice to you and you don't know why they're nice to you, then they don't seem like a stranger, but they are a stranger. If you simply teach kids that most of the world is good, but don't go off with any grown-up who asks you to go off. I think that's an easier message than trying to to discern between good stranger, bad stranger, this stranger, that stranger. Debbie, what do you think about that? I mean, do you think it's enough to tell children don't go off with a stranger? I personally do not. I don't think that young children especially really think that far in their mind that if they're talking to that person, that that person is luring them to go off somewhere. I've had personal experience with this as a child, so Mm -hmm. I am very passionate about it from Mm -hmm. someone who approached me in a car, very innocently spoke to me through his window Mm -hmm. and was asking me directions of somewhere to go. Mm -hmm. And as I began to approach that car, mm-hmm. that man tried to force me into his vehicle. Under what you're saying, Lenore, I would have been talking to a stranger because mm-hmm. I wasn't discerning that he was a good stranger or a bad stranger. Right, right. And I don't think you particularly can discern, and I agree that we have to talk to people. However, one of the things the head of the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children told me in terms of how the children stay safe, and they talked to children who had escaped from predators. And they found one common denominator, which was an incredible willingness to do whatever it was to save themselves, which it sounds like you did too. You didn't go off with them. I ran away. (laughs) Yes, that's great. Scream, run away, kick them if you have to, yell, run across the street and ask that other stranger for help. It was all about being confident in the world and having a little bit of street smarts, which you develop 
all of that by being out in the world. I mean, that's why he also said we, our message to parents is you don't have to keep your children under lock and key and locked inside because the confidence that your children are going to need to trust their gut instinct, to, um, to call attention to themselves and to demand that the world, you know, save them and help them is the confidence that they get from being out in the world and from experiencing things. And you were out in the world and you were uh, apparently by yourself and you used your good sense, which is great, and you got away. And I'm not sure that that means that you should never talk to um, anybody at all because the message that I've heard that people get from this is, like uh, one of the people who wrote to my website um, recently was saying that uh, it was a grandmother and she was at Ikea and uh, there was a cute little girl with her dad and she smiled at the little girl and the girl screamed, Daddy, that lady smiled at me. Is she going to kidnap me? In terms of children, once again, I agree, it's hard to tell good stranger, bad stranger, but if everybody is in bad stranger mode, um, I don't think that's helping kids at all. They're, they're simply running from everybody and terrified all their time and clinging to their parents. And I don't think every child should be in bad stranger mode, if you will. Mm-hmm. In my circumstance, if I had followed what I had learned as a mm-hmm. child and had not approached that vehicle to talk mm-hmm. to that stranger, mm-hmm. then I wouldn't have been in the situation that I was in to start with. Mm-hmm. So if I had known you know, we don't talk to people that we're unfamiliar with, especially in a circumstance like that. And had well, how would, all right, so this is good. This is good. Tell us the circumstance. Maybe it's don't talk to strangers who are slowing down in cars next to you. And I think that that is a key point. I don't think that we ever teach preschoolers. I mean, if you're with your mommy and daddy in a store and someone says hello to you, we don't tell preschoolers that they can't speak to that person. Right. You're talking about when they're outside playing by themselves and someone comes up to them, mm-hmm. that's the time when, you know, they should not. And I do believe that preschoolers have enough cognitive development that they can mm-hmm. understand at a certain age that there are certain times you can talk to people and there are certain times when you shouldn't talk to people. Yeah. I don't understand that. That's the problem. I mean, this kid, obviously in Ikea, didn't internalize that. She thought that anybody saying hello to her anywhere, even while she was with her father in a store, was dangerous. Lenore, you talk about the realities of stranger danger in free-range kids. Debbie's experience, what are the odds? How often does it happen? It's rarer than we think. I mean, I, I feel bad that it happened to Deb. It's terrible. But the chances are very, very slim. The numbers actually crunched by the Crimes Against Children Research Center, which, you know, uses FBI Bureau of Justice Statistics, estimates that there are about 115 children a year who, in fact, are kidnapped by a stranger. And of those, about 50 are killed. And every story is horrible. But the chances are very, very slim. I mean, it it does boil down to 1 in 1.5 million. And when we're warning children about things that are that unlikely to happen, we should be warning them, like, don't get into a car with your mom either, because the chances of your being killed in a car accident are 40 times greater. So it's not that we shouldn't teach children a little bit about personal safety, but to emphasize that the world is dangerous and there's nobody you can talk to because they all might be grooming you, and that lady with the uh, magnifying glass might just be planning her nefarious scheme to become your best friend and then take you off and kill you, that message is corrosive to society and not helpful to children because in the end, they feel like they can't go outside and they can't trust anybody and they can't ask anybody for help if, God forbid, they're ever in a really terrible situation. Well, there was a story in 2005 of a young Boy Scout lost in the Utah wilderness for four days because he actually hid from his rescuers. He'd been taught not to talk to strangers. That's a, a very real possibility 
possibility. So, Debbie, what do you say? I mean, are you concerned that we're teaching children to be fearful and timid and incapable of dealing with life when we give them this blanket policy? I think if we're giving them a blanket policy, Ray, then then we aren't teaching it appropriately. But I do believe that we have to make children aware that there are people out there who can hurt them. And we have to teach them ways to protect themselves from having that. I think in everything we do, there's always going to be the extreme. And I think that we do have to reach a happy balance with this whole thing and help children understand that while there are good people out there, there are people in the world that will try to hurt them. And if they know how to respond to that, it's more likely that they can be hurt. We both agree. We want children to be safe. We don't want them to go off with some creepy guy who's going to hurt them, whether that's a rare occurrence or not. And that's why, you know, you're teaching a variation of what I'm teaching. You're saying don't talk to them if they ever talk to you. And I'm saying don't go off with them if they ask you to go off. But we're both saying in the long run, you can't go off with anybody who comes up to you and starts a conversation with you. Right. And I would say the older child, I tend to agree more with you as we're talking about an older school-age child. I'm not sure Mm -hmm. first grade because I'm not sure yet a first grader is ready to can discern what's a good thing and what's a bad thing totally yet. So, uh, that's why I'm not making them discern it. That's why the discerning is simply in the pudding. Do they want you to come with them? No. That way they don't have to figure, is this really a nice person? Is this a grandma? Is this a creep? Just don't go with them. And I think what we're both saying is that ultimately we have to teach children to be prepared. Okay. So we have a lot of agreement. We want children to stay safe. When we strike a balance between keeping them safe and making them fearful, then I think we're going to be okay. Thank you both. Debbie and Lenore, I really appreciate your taking the time to bring this message to our listeners. You've been listening to Body, Mind, and Child with Ray Pika. This program is produced by Jack Street Media as part of the Affiliate Nanocasting Network. Thanks for listening.